Your goal is to create happy customers who then create other happy customers. Go! Congratulations! Here's what I've learned. The best of the best have got the problem. selling, going, going. God, so congratulations. Let's have a look at the facts. Watch your goal for the next six months. Alrighty, so gang, I'm going to move on and I'm going to talk today, I'm going to first on talk about five things my parents, five things my parents um, uh, got wrong. Um, and at the time I didn't realise, but I look back now and um, I'm just giving them a bit of a scorecard. And in many ways I'm scorecarding myself because I'm a parent myself. So five things my parents uh, got wrong. I'm going to start off with is one thing that they got wrong is, and I think that this is maybe a European or a Greek thing. Um, they had uh, a belief structure that they cared what other people thought. And one of the you know, common phrases are, but what will people think? What will people think? And as I said to you, that might be something of a cultural thing where uh, you actually are... In many ways, your behavior is um, modified, altered, and done in a way. Hi, Pete, how you going? Um, done in a way that actually ensures that it doesn't piss other people off or that it gets the approval of other people or you, you are to be perceived in a certain way by the people. And like simple things, like I remember coming home one morning, like it wasn't one, it was plenty of mornings where I went through, for about three, four years, or maybe three years, I went through a, a party, a, a, a party, let's call it just a three years where I got into a group of people and we would go out on Saturday nights and I would come home very, very early in the morning hours of Sunday morning. And there were, you know, times my mother would say, what will the neighbours think? What will the neighbours think? That was her bigger concern to the fact that why the fuck was I up at 6am on a Saturday morning? So I've learnt that for me, what other people think, and you know my approach on that. You've, you've probably sat on a rant before, you know me, um, and Nick Carr knows the feeling. Um, hey, Adrian, how you going? Um, so, and hey, Jay, what other people think? Um, don't ever put the your happiness in the pockets of other people right um so they you know i remember at times they'd say oh you you know you've got a girlfriend at such a young age what are people going to think it was this over over exaggerated need to actually fit in to their own community let's call it the greek community and that their son behaved in a certain way um, so I think that um, they were wrong there. Um, number two, they made me think to myself that the higher school certificate, which in Sydney or New South Wales is um, your final year at school, is they made it look like it was do or die, that if you got that wrong, you're pretty fucked in your life. And I look back now and I can tell you that that is not correct. That the, what you do the year after year 12 at high school 
will not have a major impact in what you'll do for the rest of your life. That in fact, that you may have multiple careers over the next 30, 40 years of your life, that you will chop and change and that you'll do different things and that circumstances will find you doing something that you enjoy doing and that you're good at it. And then the next thing you know is that you actually edit what you're good at, that someone else has taught you because you learn off someone that was a mentor and you took their stuff and you actually even made it better and before you know it you're smashing it and you might actually even buy the business that you're working in and this has nothing to do nothing to do with actually what you did the year after high school so I think that there's this unnecessary pressure that's put on where people think that uh, their permanent life is dependent by a temporary exam the third thing that they got wrong is that um, they gave me an idea and told me to study things that would pay well, not things that I liked. And this is like putting, you know, this is like taking a fish that needs to be in water and putting it into land. This is like putting um, uh, a straitjacket on someone. And I think that that this is something that parents have got a little bit smarter in the last 10, 15 years where they realize what you need to do is to work your strengths and to find your kids and allow them to express themselves creatively and to spend their time and energy on the things that they good at and like. Because it's crazy to be forcing someone to become an engineer because the father has got an idea that they wanted to be an engineer and that they've heard that it pays really good money so they make you want to be an engineer. So that makes absolute rubbish sense. That is, in fact, you shouldn't study things that pay well. You should actually study things that you like doing because if you become a pro at it, you'll get paid really well at that. The next thing is, is they brought me up saying, don't borrow too much. They hated debt. And um, I've got to say that to me, that that is a wrong lesson for parents to give. You should, as, a, as, 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 as someone that begins to understand financial literacy, you must understand that you must actually learn that debt is critical for you to actually build your net wealth and actually help you achieve financial freedom. Um, hello, uh, Father Stavros as well. Uh, and sorry, and, and by the way, I wanna apologize there. I know there might be uh, to Nick and, and to Father Stavros, I wanna apologize for not being present on Friday on that great night you had at Dalton House. I. Um, had uh, 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 I was in Queensland and I had to actually end up going to a hospital because I had uh, severe stomach pains and I'm actually getting tests tomorrow. Um, so that was the reason why and um, David Porcelotto was able to fit in. So, um, and I heard it was a great successful night. Um, so 
let me continue on on this thing about, you know, like debt. Like for me, you just got to understand basic mathematics. Like if you can borrow money at 5% and you're investing in property, say, that's going to give you an average yield of 10% a year if you're picking the right marketplaces. You don't need to be an absolute rocket mathematician to know that you will actually make more money being in the market than being out of the market. And there is um, this issue that what you actually have, whereas where people have got this aversion to debt, that they're scared of debt, um, that actually stops them from actually growing their net worth. And this is interesting because what it does is it means that um, when you've got a fear of debt, and by the way, can I just say that not all debt is good. Like for me, investment debt, which is tax deductible, which the government basically says we will actually pay for around half of your loss per year, which is fantastic when it's called negative gearing, right? And, you know, I love negative gearing. I obviously, you know, benefit from it. Um, so, uh, gang, um, that is something that um, was not brought up by my parents. And to this day, if they knew the amount of debt I've got out there, they would, you know, absolutely freak. But what, you know, they don't also know is the amount of uh, growth and assets that I've had uh, uh, been able to invest in and had incredible growth, you know, very fortunate, Sydney Inner West. Um, and that would not have been able to have done without debt and using debt wisely. And the last one is that they brought me up saying, don't want too much, be happy with what you've got. And I believe that they're half right, but not 100% right. That I believe that it should probably be, be grateful for what you've got while you keep hustling for what you want. Um, and I think that... Um, there is nothing wrong with being happy with what you've got and being grateful for it and, you know, acknowledging every day that the things that you've got, others might be taking for granted. But that doesn't mean that if God has given you some strengths and the ability to actually do more with your life, to add more value, that you shouldn't. In fact, for me, I actually feel like hustling, grinding, creating value building businesses, increasing income is actually one of the good things I can do, not just for, you know, Tom Panos, PTYLTD, but it's actually back to society because I actually know that the way that I make business is I pay appropriate taxes, probably, you know, uh, a lot better tax rate for the community than, you know, companies like IKEA. Don't sue me, but I keep hearing IKEA um, uh, doesn't pay uh, right, but that's only quoted in the papers and other organisations that use, you know, tax-effective schemes in Australia not to pay appropriate taxes. But I actually think that one of the things that, you know, people that build great businesses and empires do is that when they're paying appropriate tax, those taxes are going in there and they're going towards health services, social services, and helping people that are not as fortunate. So I don't ever feel that making money is a greedy, selfish thing. In fact, the more you make and the more taxes you pay, the more you're contributing. So let me now go over five things that they absolutely nailed. Five things that they absolutely nailed. Um, and I will say to you 
that they things that they nailed um, that they got right is um, that I should believe um, in God and that I should be someone that should have a moral compass based on uh, um, faith. And I have to say that I'm very happy and very, you know, um, um, grateful that they did that um, because over the period of time, let me say, I did drift. And um, for a while, I, you know, tampered with uh, Buddhism and, you know, other things. And even at various times, I actually had no faith and I didn't believe. But when you really think about it, when you don't believe, that is in fact a religion because you actually believe in something and that is you believe in nothing. Um, and ultimately, um, in the end, I have to say that um, I came back to uh, having a strong faith, not because of my parents and not because of the church um, and not because for any other reason, but because I actually found that um, it helped my life. And I'm not going to go into detail, but I can tell you that I sleep better. I handle a lot more stress better. Um, having a relationship with God and having an understanding that, you know, life is eternal and understanding um, that there's a moral compass of doing things. And um, I just actually um, am, am, am grateful um, um, that at an early stage, at least I was introduced with the option. And then as I became an adult, I was able to make my own decision. Um, so... Let me move on to, um, and by the way, um, Father Stavros that's listening to uh, the RAN, he's him and uh, his good friend Nick Carr, they're from um, Canterbury Hilston Park, um, St. Stephanos um, um, Church um, at, Can at Canterbury Hilston Park, which is an important place for me because both my daughters, before they went on to, um, to school, where they go to school now, they actually went, they, they, they went to... Um, um, the daycare centre there, both my daughters, and um, my daughter was going there at a time when I was going through uh, chemotherapy. So um, it's a special uh, spot in my heart. Um, Adrian Bowes touching his cross. I love you, Adrian. You're a good man. Um, and and soon afterwards, both girls went to, they both go to PLC at Croydon, um, but they spent, you know, up to the age of four, that's uh, where they were at the daycare center there, there's a bit of a plug. Um, so um, yes, um, let me move on to, so the, number two, the second thing that my parents did get right was the following, is they taught me that, they'd always say, you don't know how much you mean to us, particularly my mother. Um, and I have to say, I actually never thought in my life I would take a bullet for anyone and then your kids come along and the first one comes along, Madeline, and you think to yourself, you just never ever thought you'd actually feel so much love for another person. And you never ever believe, you never ever believe, you never ever believe that you'll ever feel any more for anyone else. And then your second daughter comes along, and it's not like the love all of a sudden is divided by you know, 50% there and 50% there. But what actually happens is you actually just find more in you that you didn't even know that you exist. That, to me, is one of the most beautiful things about children. Because the person that has kids is a different person afterwards.
so let me move on to number three. Let me move on to number three. And that is, they told me to be skeptical. And I actually think that skeptical is good. Because I'm not saying listen to people, listen to people. But when you're skeptical, it helps you to understand that when you listen to that person, you're listening to that person from their context. You're listening to that person from the way that they see the world. You're listening to that person from their opinion. You're listening to that person who says things in how they relate to them. And many times you're listening to a person who's an absolute fucking nutcracker anyway. Sorry, that's my phone. Guys and girls, this is a very important call I've got to take. Hang tight. I won't be as... A second. What, what happened? Guys and girls, I'm really sorry about that, but um, uh, I'm not going to go into the detail, but I have got um, uh, a, a family issue that I'm handling at the moment, and um, I drop everything to attend to it. So let's move back on um, to um, being sceptical. But you have to understand, you see, like, so when I was... Be skeptical, and I'm and I'm and I mean this, guys and girls. Understand, never ever listen, never ever listen to the opinion of someone whose audio does not match their video. I mean, fucking seriously, you are not gonna listen to a hundred and thirty kilo guy on him telling you on what the best diet is. You are not going to listen to someone who is going to teach you about life balance that's not married and doesn't have children, that's footloose and fancy free. You're not going to listen to someone about investment and financial advice who's a busted ass and doesn't have a fucking cent in the bank, right? You have to understand, you're not going to listen to someone that's going to teach you on how to be a top salesperson when they've never sold and the only thing they're trying to sell you is their sales course, right? You're never going to listen to someone that's going to tell you how to be a great businessman when they've never fucking run a business. And the point I'm making here is be skeptical from the people that you're getting advice from. Listen, and as I've said before, Sometimes, what do you do? Smile, agree, and just do the fuck whatever you wanted to do anyway. Number four, they taught me don't hang around 
losers. Don't hang around losers. Don't, ha- don't have bad company. Don't have bad friends. Don't sit with the kids in the back of the bus sniffing lighter fuel. Don't hang around with the kids that are out there drinking cask wine at the school dances at one in the morning. They taught me that. And I look back now and I think to myself, that's true. I've said it before. If you hang around with four dickheads, you become the fifth dickhead. The company you keep are the best coaches you'll have in your life because you actually become the average of your four closest friends to you. So, gang, I have to say to you, and listen to me very, very carefully, be careful who you lend your mind to because before you know it, you'll start thinking like them. There's a great book called Virus of the Mind. Virus of the Mind. And it talks about how a virus explodes and expands and duplicates and goes from one system to another system. And that's what a computer virus does. Or even if, you know, a physical virus, like when you've got, you know, the flu, it just goes and it expands and it hits masses of people and it spreads. The virus of the mind, of course, is quite different. The virus of the mind is that whilst you can't see it, but it actually infiltrates people because it becomes your belief structure and it is highly influenced by the people that you hang around. So maybe, maybe one of the things that you've got to do at the conclusion of this rant is to draw a piece of paper and identify five people that you actually think to yourself you interact with that actually don't get the best out of you. And every time you finish talking to them, you actually feel like, fuck, you know, I just feel deflated, down and tired. And I don't know, substitute them. I mean, there's 8 billion people on this planet. Um, And the last one, number five, you know, um, they taught me this, that... Money's not everything. Money is not everything. And I have to tell you, I spent, you know, the first, well, let's just call it two decades of my life hustling and grinding 80, 90 hours a week, essentially just building financial wealth, building a career, building businesses, side hustle businesses on the side, you know, pretty much going full out thinking to myself the whole time that once I got this amount of income and passive income, I'll be set. And what I've learned is this, that money in fact does not get rid of problems. It certainly helps you arrive at your problems with style, but it does not get rid of problems. The second thing is this, that Money in many ways allows you to actually buy things that you don't really want. And in today's society, you purchase them because you are playing a comparison game and you want to impress people who ultimately you don't really care that much about anyway. So there's this vicious circle that happens in keeping up with the Joneses, which is all linked to the drive for money. For me, money is all about freedom, allowing you to wake up 
and doing what you choose to do that day. That's what money to me is all about. So on that point, when my parents said, money is not everything, as a mate of mine said once to me, Tom, money is not everything, but it's something. Guys and girls, see you next week. Thanks for tuning in, guys and girls. You can join me on Facebook for the live Sunday Night Rant every week at 8.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. And if you're in real estate, just Google Tom Panos and you'll find a heap of resources and interviews where million-dollar agents share their strategies. See you next week. Let's have a look at the facts. What's your goal for the next-